Hello and welcome to Borked, the podcast by Geeks for Geeks. I'm your host, David Eagle. I have with me my co-host, Jay. Hello. And we've got Rev here with us as well. Hello. Hello. And we also have the lovely, the talented Sarah, who is Jay's wife and um, co-cat parent. How's it going, Sarah? <laughs> it's going... Well, I'm um, glad. I'm glad to hear I, that. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit sad that Jay gets to have like a nickname, and I just have to be called my real name. Do you want me to call you Daisy? Yes. All right, I'm okay, down with that. Thank you. Daisy Fresh. Sure. L-L-D. I I don't L-L-D. have wow. Daisy. <laughs> I don't have a nickname for like Cool Factor. I have it so that we don't confuse me and Rev. Well, I want to be called Daisy. <laughs> and I would like to be called Tobias. So okay, let's continue. Tobias. All right. Never knew. Usually we figure this out via email, but I mean, should we start okay. the podcast now? Or no, this is awesome. We're this is prime. This is what the people pay for. This is juicy. This is the meat. So we're gonna move Wait, right on to. Pay? Oh, I wasn't supposed to mention that. Are you getting the money that. for this crap? Yeah. Listen, um, <laughs> I've been meaning to tell you guys. I owe you some cash, but we'll figure it out later. All right. Anyway, moving on to what we've been doing this week, I wanted to just give a brief overview of the the nerdy things that we've been doing. I haven't been super busy. I've been, again, watching more Doctor Who, as always. Um, we one-shot TOC10, which was awesome. Bitches. Downed faction champs in one attempt, and if you know what that means, then you know how impressive that is for a guild that never PvPs at all, ever. Ever. Um, ever, 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 ever. Well, we did for Children's Week, but that was it. So yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I was very impressed with that. I also got, as you heard in the PAX wrap-up, Rev's brother, uh, Peter, won a free copy of Dawn of War 2, and he was so, so kind as to give me his key and a copy of Dawn of War 2 because he already had one. So I'm going to be playing that very soon. I haven't loaded it really? up yet. I haven't, oh, I haven't had time. But... See, I was, I was told to make sure that you did that. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely want to. So I'm excited. I'm going to be jumping into that, but I haven't yet. But thank you very much to Pete for that. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to get in there. I was a huge fan of Dawn of War, the original, um, you know, back years ago when that first came out, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Hopefully this will be cool, and it'll help me uh, get back into RTSs in preparation for StarCraft II, which is coming out in 2012, right? Can you guys hear yep. me? I can hear okay. you very well, sir. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. Are you? Are you yeah, sorry? Yeah, I was kind of jumped across my lap and pulled the headset via the cable off my head and onto the ground. So, so what we have is their four-year-old. And what we have in addition to <laughs> the three human uh, hosts of the show is, of course, Miles. And you may have listened a couple, oh, a couple God. two weeks ago to the podcast that I- included a long piece by Miles Davis at the end. That was in tribute <laughs> to Miles, our co-cat host. And so, welcome, Miles. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, yeah. He's not talking. He's pissed. <laughs> he, he's mad you wouldn't let him keep the headset. <laughs> I guess. All right. Well, let's kick it over to Rev. I know you've been doing some geeky stuff this week. What does your week look like, sir? Uh, I picked up the new Dan Brown novel, The Lost Symbol, I believe. And I picked that up Wednesday. I wasn't going to read it. or I wasn't going to buy the book. I was going to listen to it. <laughs> Because I want, obviously, I mean, he writes some interesting stuff that I can't get away from. I know a lot of people don't like him, and uh, I don't really, like, love him, but I can't stop reading his books. So, that said, (laughs) I wasn't going to buy this one. I was going to get it via my Audible account, which um, we'll have to talk about one day. 
and listen to it. Well, I was listening to NPR, and they had him on, and they were asking him about his book and what was in it, and he said a bunch of, like, Masonic stuff, and I have, I have a soft spot in my geeking heart yes. for yes, Masonic stuff, so Lords. he had me at 33, I'll just say. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I bought that Wednesday or Thursday, and I finished it early Sunday morning, a la about 3 a.m. Wow. I read. I read from. Uh, I read most of Saturday. I had barely. Pick, I had barely read it during the week, and then Saturday I just gobbled it up, and finished it in one go, for the most wow. part. So it was excellent um, in terms of the kind of thriller with a twist of fake history. I guess is the best <laughs> way. I could. Uh, it certainly kept my attention the entire time. I mean, he he writes his books. I, I know you guys have read his novels. He writes in a way that he gives you tidbits throughout the entire thing. <coughs> consumption, I say. Consumption. You don't want to mute that if you need to I do tried. that. <laughs> I tried. Where's you the AV a glass of water? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're doing to her, John. <laughs> Are you guys going to break out on Moulin Rouge songs now? <laughs> oh, oh, no, but so, thanks for tempting me. It was close. <laughs> Lost Symbol, uh, I, I felt it was really good for anyone that loves the whole Masonic kind of culture. Or And on top of that, anyone who's interested in the side of American history that you don't really always hear about. I suggest the lost symbol. I think you'll enjoy it. Wait, so so can I ask a quick question? Go, go right ahead. Is it the other two Dan Brown novels have been really kind of steeped in the European and or like Vatican lore? This one is more American, kind of like um, what was that movie with Nick Cage? Uh, National yeah, Treasure. National Treasure. You'll, there are some parallels with that movie. I have a feeling I almost. When I was reading through it about halfway through, I, I thought, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they delayed this book a year just to keep it away from National Treasure's uh, release. Really? Just be, Yeah, and it's, they don't, the actual plot doesn't really parallel other than they both deal with Masons. Hmm. And so, obviously, some plot devices are going to overlap, but, I mean, they're two entirely different stories, so it's not like... It's not like you read this one vampire novel and you read another vampire novel <coughs> and they're right. very similar. <laughs> it's not about vampires, okay? Stop <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if they can walk Fairy in the sun, not fucking vampires. That's wow. what I have to say. <laughs> so, uh, I don't remember your question. <laughs> but I'm sure that I answered it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave just well, I don't heard. even know. All right. Well, so that was that was pretty much the summation of your week. You spent a lot of time with a Dan Brown novel. Uh, yeah, and, and World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. to answer your question, I remember now. It was 100% American myth mythology. 
So like, which is really, really cool. Ology. You said methology. Yes. I was. I'm not the president. <laughs> I'm not even gonna read into that. Let's just the move current along. president. He before Let's the podcast. Move along. Rev said Obama has good pronunciation. So anyway, that was all that was. So let's let's move on. Uh, Jay, tell me about your week. What did you do that was geeky? Fill me in. Um, I don't know. If we encompass geeky with science, then I guess going on a like oceanographic kayaking thing is kind of geeky. It was me and Daisies. That is my wife, Sarah. Uh, it was our <laughs> it was our wedding anniversary. You outed her. I did, I know. <laughs> oh no, Valerie Plame. Oh no. <laughs> that really is your name. Uh, it was our three year anniversary and we went out to the San Juans. We went on like, a kayaking tour and saw a bunch of orcas, which is kind of cool. Not really that geeky, but in coming back from it, uh, we got totally hooked into Dexter season two. We'd finished season one maybe a couple a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, and it's on Netflix streaming, so we Picked up on Dexter season two, and we've been completely possessed since then. And I know we're going to talk about TV later, so I think I'll just kind of leave it at that. But Dexter and World of Warcraft are pretty much the extent of my geeky stuff this week. All right. And lastly, since I don't think Miles is going to have much to contribute on this subject to Daisy, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of unfair for you because we've got, you know, Jay over here who's given us the the rundown on his week, and then what are you left with? I don't know. Is he, there anything geeky that you did without Jay or that he didn't mention? Yeah, he didn't mention the geekiest thing we did this week, and that was huh? that we watched um, Nerd Nerdcore Rising. Yes! True story, forgot so about So, I was geeky by association this week because I just happened to be sitting on the couch and he turned it on. <laughs> and you're not a nerd. Now, nerd, <laughs> Nerdcore Rising, as many of our listeners may know, is a documentary made by Negan Fassad, and it is about MC Frontalot and his very first tour. And and in a much kind of larger view than that, it's about the nerdcore hip-hop movement, which is kind of nerd rap or geek rap, and how that where that has its roots and how it's spreading and it just takes all kinds of perspectives and um what is that noise <laughs> whoever's doing that don't do that <laughs> it takes all kinds of perspectives and just unifies them and, and brings them together in this great documentary but i really want to ask you daisy since you're not you don't you have said on this podcast that you're not really a geek what did you think of um nerdcore rising did you enjoy it or what um it was really geeky. <laughs> See, that's interesting, because for me, I, I was just watching it, and I was like, yeah, these people are completely normal. I don't even know. Wow. Well, okay. Not the fans. The fans are not. The no, fans no, no, not that they the interview fans. are not normal, but okay. the, the, the band members are pretty normal. Mm, no. The band members aren't normal. Do <laughs> <laughs> they do Wookiee calls in the morning as like a conference wake up? What what is? Yeah, see, the band members are geeks, definitely. They're fans. The the people that they interviewed, who came to watch their concerts, were. What was the Venn diagram? What was the one dweeb or nerd or whatever? Oh, I started yeah. that in my reader. 
Yeah, they would fit into that category. The social ineptitude and uh, fixation. Is that yes. it? Intelligence. Yes. I don't know. Wait, hold on. So I need to bring were... up a Venn diagram. Where is that? And we need it. Venn diagram of sent geeks. It. Sent oh, it. Well. Yeah, they were really. Yeah, so I don't know. A lot of the people that they interviewed. Didn't we just lose I think Sarah? She herself. Oh. Yeah, I think so. She's I would have yeah. wanted to give them a hug and be friends with them. <laughs> we wow. didn't hear any of what yeah, you just we said. Lost you oh, the whole the whole thing you said there. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was awesome though. Through, but oh. do you want to try Am it again? Am I back now? Yeah, you're back. A lot of the people you oh. were saying a lot of the people that they interviewed you. Oh, if I had gone to school with those people, they would have been the type of people that I would want to give a hug to and sit with at lunch so that they would have friends because a lot of people that they interviewed talked about growing up being geeks and how they got made fun of or how they didn't sit with people at lunchtime and it was very sad that people are treated like that well, it is yeah or middle school for me like yeah after she said that to me while we were while i was watching this and she was kind of co-watching it i'm like sweetie i was pushed into planters in middle school and she's like well you had friends i'm like two (laughs) (laughs) two friends guy who was incredibly like the most hardcore korean nerd you've ever met we talked about starcraft strategies um you guys (laughs) you get you're getting some echo but I, i do have to say the music itself I would probably listen to that for fun, like. Awesome. Um, but I don't think I would ever go to a concert. That's cool. I mean, I listen I to it for fun. Like I couldn't just stand there at a concert and bob my head. Yeah, that would be a little weird, especially since like, what are you supposed to do at rap concerts? That's a question I have, just in general. Smoke weed. And oh. meet people. And meet people, like, and do illicit drug deals with them or something. Pack heat, yeah. So Jay, with the with the slightly geekier perspective, what did you think of Nerdcore Rising? It sounds like you enjoyed it, but any specific thoughts on it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, even from a documentary perspective, I mean, it was, I have a thing. Okay, let's back up for a second. I have a thing with movies where if I can't feel the pacing of it, and then the pacing of the film upsets me or kind of throws me off of what I'm expecting, I enjoy it a lot less. And this. This was a little bit like that. I thought in the production of the documentary itself, the impression it was giving off a lot of the way through it was that it was going to be probably about 30 minutes longer, and then it wasn't. So I, it was like, it's the end. I'm like, oh, I guess it's the end. You know, that kind of thing really drives me crazy in films. So um, aside from that minor technical filmmaking note, I thought it was great. I mean, it was hilarious, and, the you know, the guys in... MC Frontalot um, are incredibly talented, obviously, and I would definitely listen to Nerdcore. I think it's a hilarious and b full of win. So, yeah, it, for me, it's just I love being able to relate to the lyrics. Like, I think it's a lot of fun to listen to. Funny most of the time, eighty percent of the time, ninety-five percent of the time, very funny and uh, just just good stuff. So I also watched the documentary. I believe I watched it this week because it just came out on Netflix streaming this week. Um, it is it was very funny because MC Frontalot and the band are just kind of funny guys, 
I guess you can be a geek without being funny, but for me, I, I don't know, I see that generally that kind of intelligence and that kind of just, share, you know, that shared community humor that we all have uh, plays pretty well. So well, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. It kind of goes back to that Venn diagram, though, and if you guys, it, we'll put it in the show notes, but there's a Venn diagram um, of three separate circles, intelligence, social ineptitude, and obsession, and the cross point of all three is nerd. But which is fine. The cross point where I think we kind of associate ourselves as geek, which is intelligence and obsession. I'm I have proved myself on many occasions to be socially inept, but on the whole, I would say that I'm not. So right. uh, I would say I fall in the geek category. But um, uh, when you're intelligent and socially inept, it's dweeb. And if you're obsessed and socially inept, it's dork. And I think that a lot of the people they interview. <laughs> In that in that documentary are definitely either dorks or dweebs, and I'm not saying that to denigrate them at all. That's the cool thing about being a geek is that you accept the people in the social ineptitude circle a way that people who aren't on the Sven diagram will not. So um, I love you guys, you dweebs and dorks. <laughs> You're one no, of us a, still. Give me a, hugs. It's a really interesting point that you make, and I don't want to go too tangential on this, but I, yeah, I think the diagram is a funny thing, and obviously it's got its issues, but you're absolutely right. Something that is very distinctive about our community is that we do accept those people because they share the, often, like, I'm looking at the three, uh, geek, nerd, and dork, that all fall within the obsession circle, and a geek who's hyper-intelligent or a nerd would accept a dork who just happened to be obsessed with the same things they are, even if that yeah. was kind of where the commonality ended. Like, they're still our people, you know? <gasps> I think so, you're absolutely correct. So, well, it was, yeah, so it was your point, but yeah, I think it's uh, it's funny. So we'll definitely link that. Um, you guys should all go turn on your Xboxes and go to Netflix streaming and grab the Nerdcore Rising uh, documentary about MC Frontalot. It's very funny, and there is definitely some geek rap in there, which just makes it even better if that were possible. Yeah, and that, as a sub-point to that, what's really interesting to me for that is, especially for the first, I think, four or five tracks that they play of him uh, rapping live, uh, the lyrics are up on the screen in a, in a very creative way. It's not like a bouncing bubble on the bottom. But seeing what he's saying, and then from a total, a total grammar geek perspective, he is a freaking genius. <laughs> he is, he's so good. The things that he, that he is saying in a rhythmic fashion, blow my mind. Like, he wins the vocabulary star for the month for every word he uses. That It's, yeah. it's really <laughs> impressive. Like, that's to me, that's the, the terrible part about rap is that it's all about syncopation and rhythm, and they fail because, the, like, the longest word they use is prostitution. Uh, and, like, you, <laughs> there's nothing intelligent in rap that I've seen to date except for nerdcore, so. Yeah, and nerdcore is... is seems hyper intelligent. I mean, yeah. I could quote some MC Frontalot lyrics right now, and I'm trying very hard not to. But oh, come on, throw down. I'm really going to try not to. But um, I, I will say that you know, w people tend to genuflect uh, when he enters rooms because all dopeness is subsumed, and that's just <laughs> you don't find truth like that being spit on the street corners. You got to look to the nerdcore. <laughs> Ah, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to the news since we spent a good, healthy amount of time talking about our weeks, which is great. Uh, <laughs> the first news item was something that Rev brought to the table. Actually, I think Rev found all of these, which is great because I was feeling lazy. And uh, wow, 
I am super excited. We've all had that experience where we're watching sci-fi, and you guys may know or you may not know that the way cable news network advertising works is there are national spots that they sell, and then there are local spots that they sell, and the local spots are cheaper. And so the national spots, you'll see, you know, like commercials for USA Network, or you'll see commercials for the Super Bowl, or something like that. And the local spots, you'll see stuff that's... Mm, Sleep Country USA. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> not Why that impressive. Why buy a mattress anywhere else? Why would you, really? Oh. But only if it's way louder. Larry. <laughs> exactly. So the thing with... <laughs> and it's not just the local commercials, but I see it more often with them. There are some really obnoxious, like, big big production value commercials, but it is those commercials, and I'm not talking about, we all know that commercials are a little bit louder, especially if you're watching Fox, all the commercials <laughs> are a little bit louder. S-Y-F-Y. But what I'm talking about are those commercials where I've got, I mean, I've got a 5.1 surround sound system in here, and there are some commercials where I'll be watching, laying on the couch, trying to watch Warehouse 13, and all of a sudden, like, the loudest, like, cash, cash for gold is shaking my couch, and my TV is vibrating on the wall. Um, very exciting news about that. There have been a lot of complaints about that, and there is a possibility that the FCC might step in and start to regulate volume levels when commercials come because out. Because it's a rule now. It's just they don't enforce it. Right. And the thing about it is, it is, it's to the point where it's ridiculous. When they were doing it where, okay, commercials are a little bit louder than regular TV, whatever. Um, you know, I think that's one thing. You can do that. But when you start to really abuse that technology, like the ability to do that, when you start to really abuse it, there needs to be backlash. Unfortunately, consumers don't really have the ability to backlash except, or to, to provide that backlash except by communicating with these watchdog organizations like the FCC. So. Still, Let I prefer a, uh, a civilian watchdog organization in every circumstance possible, but it's not possible in this case, so there you go. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and unfortunately, this is you know this is what we got, and it's fine. Um, any other thoughts on this news item? It can't come soon, soon enough. enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. I do watch a good bit of sci-fi and a good bit of Fox, so that would be well, I think tremendous. That it, it, I think the issue really is almost just our culture in that it's digital and we like to control our digital meanderings. And when somebody takes over like that, it's kind of really frustrating that there's no easy way other than to manually mute or lower the volume to regulate it. Just yeah. Silliness. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the other thing is just watch all of your shows on DVR, but... There's mm -hmm. too much good TV well, on to mute Thursday or night. Or password nah, there's not really. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll convert you. Uh, probably not. All right, fine. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Rev, do you want to talk about this next piece of news? Uh, well, I think maybe that we this should have its own section in which we introduce the funny videos. <laughs> like we have a whole... <laughs> Category of the podcast for yeah. funny videos. Yeah, funny videos. We and like have some wainy Zacky intro. Funny videos. It's not really a video though. It's, it's wainy Zacky. A Japanese. Wainy Zacky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it even more zany. Wainy Zacky. Yeah. It's like Zach Morris and something that's wainy. 
<laughs> I don't even. But what is weenie? That's not a thing. It's Japanese for crazy. Look <laughs> <laughs> it up. Okay, so the news item that Rev isn't going to talk about is this Half-Life 2 mod, and it's absolutely amazing. There's a video, we'll link it in the show notes. It's a video of a guy who has replaced all of the sounds in Half-Life 2 with sounds that he has made with his mouth. It's definitely his vocal cords. Wainy. And it's his very, mouth. very wainy. It is wainy. wainy. And we're talking every single noise in the game. That's a lot of noises. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> that's a guy. That's a clip. That was a clip. Guys, yes. Just watch the link, you'll know what we're laughing about. Tremendous. Oh, it's awesome. Teletel- Teletubbies left for dead. Oh yeah, I guess there's that. You're gonna make me put that in the show notes? I, I guess I have to now. It. Like I wanna I'm, download this. I thing. can't. I I have a weird bug. It's like <laughs> I'm like a biru. I can't uh, sucking at first person. <laughs> and down. Sorry. I don't. I can't launch it. The YouTube's don't work. My YouTube's are tied. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> the most exciting, probably the most exciting news item of the week is the amazing MMO Ion comes comes to America, much like much like the Beatles once came to America, or like uh, you know. The show, the the movie coming to America, in which Eddie Murphy comes, comes to, to America, America. <laughs> from Russia. Was that? Uh, no, no, that's a Robin Williams film. I'm that's sorry. That's on the. Hunt. That's something okay. else. Coming to America is a really funny movie. <laughs> wow. Well, that was like. <laughs> thank you for that review. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, they played like two thirds of the movie every weekend because they couldn't show the no, other. No, it's third. always on TNT. They may know drama, but they definitely know Coming to America. <laughs> it's on every day. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we will link. Uh, we're not going to link coming to America, oh, but we'll on. link the Teletubbies video. Uh, Ion. So anyway, Ion comes out this week. Uh, if you like MMOs, and as Jay said, if you played Final Fantasy, uh, <laughs> this is going to be right up your alley. And by right up your alley, I mean right up your right up your spot. alley. <laughs> That just gave me an idea for a new segment, the Game Spot. Hey, no, no right. I said Gay Spot. <laughs> well, in any event, whatever it is, uh, it could be good, it could be bad, but we definitely want to hear feedback. So, if any of our listeners out there pick up Ion, if you play it, let us know how it goes. Send us an email. It's we at borkedproductions.com or uh, Twitter to any of us, and you'll get that information at the end of the show. And let us know if it's fun. Send us a couple screenshots. Tell us what you love about it, and tell us uh, tell us what you hate about it. We and probably won't play it though. No, no, we won't. Oh, absolutely, we won't play. Yeah, it, but... the things I've heard, and just briefly, is I've heard someone say, "Oh, it's so pretty," and then I've heard someone say, "You can fly." Yeah, and I've heard someone say, "You can fly," at like right away level, and then I've heard someone say, "Why would anyone play this?" And all <laughs> but three that last of those... person was you, right? No, it wasn't actually. <laughs> but all three of those comments mean nothing to me. I don't care about flying. I don't care about it's pretty, and I certainly respect the opinion of why would anyone play this. So, having been totally unbaptized in the waters of Aeon, all I have to say is uh, I literally could not be less interested in any game that's come out in the past week. So, Come Are to the waters sure? of Aeon, brother. Sorry, what was that, Daisy? No, nothing. No, you, you, he, he, he's less interested in some of my video games that are coming out this week. 
that could be true. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very you know? excited to talk about that. You, I can't wait. You know, you. in the wake of of really uh, not a lot of information, absolutely no prep time, we started talking about how this is one of our topics for later in the podcast. We started talking about how excited we were for the awesome games that were going to be coming out in the next uh, two months. I turned my head to the left. And then I turned my head back to my screen, and before I knew it, Daisy had amassed <laughs> this list of seven titles. I don't know where she got them. We're going to talk about them, and it's going to be amazing. But she just pulled this list out of thin air without hearing about the topic at all, and I was still sitting here thinking, like, how do I find out what games are coming out over the next two months? So it's let's get down to I'm that. I'm all up in the video game news. You are. <laughs> right. <You're, laughs> you really are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> She's all up in this. Also, I want I want to try playing Aeon, but only if it's for free. It's right. definitely not. It's, and I've been you know, thinking $60 about dollars and fifteen a month. So why don't MMOs do that? Let you play for ten days for free and then charge you seventy five dollars. You'll find out that it sucks. You'll find out it's not WoW, and then you'll so, be yeah, like, but... "Wow, WoW was good." <laughs> uh, I guess that's true. I mean, they they are really just relying on their marketing though at that point. But hey, marketing has been selling games for decades. But hey, demos have been selling games for decades, decades. too, haven't they? Only two. So only two. Well, <laughs> I think that the the argument that publishers have is that the demos prevent sales because it's the it's the person. Well, obviously, as a consumer, this isn't a good thing. But the publishers say, oh well, they were they played it and they got enough out of playing the demo, and so they didn't buy the game. So let's not get them the demo for a while, and then they'll buy the game. Even if, even though they don't play it for more than half hour ever. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that, and I can also see. I can't. No. No. I mean, if they want you to play the game, and they believe it. <laughs> no. no bottom lining for everything, every single product, in the universe. The universe. If it's good enough to play, they'll let you play it for free for a limited amount of time. Period. Because if it's good enough to play, I'm gonna play it. I don't care. You know. I mean. The demos on Xbox three uh, Xbox three sixty gold account whatever you can download demos for free and play them see if you like them and there have been two experiences in that that have directly led me to buy games I would not otherwise buy and a third experience which I'm about to act upon I'm going to go buy uh, the Batman game uh, and I'm definitely going to buy Wet both of which I played the demos for and am completely sold on the quality of the game the quality of the gameplay and the amount of fun I'm going to have with it. Now, if it had just been a pretty little picture, of, like a, a you know a GameSpot link or video, I would have never bought those games. Bottom line, if you want to sell a game, free demo, period. Well, I have a free demo for you right here, buddy. Huh. I'll take advantage <laughs> of that. Yeah. Oh, hey now. Hey. All right. <laughs> Let's head on into the discussion, as, as if we have not been discussing things up to this point, but now... All right. Now we're really going to discuss some stuff. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be disgusting. And as a proponent of the ladies, I'm going to ask Daisy to go first on this one. What we want to talk about is television. And I found out, I found myself, like I caught myself every week or every other week discussing some new TV show that I discovered or something that I watched. And I realized that for me, and I've talked about this in the past, I think TV is a geeky thing and discovering new shows because shows really bring it all together. They've got cinematography, they've got music, they've got potentially awesome writing and dialogue. Um, there's a lot to look for there that we can appreciate. And this, this isn't like the technology side of the geeky life. I think it's more the 
just the intellectual side, that generally being interested in things that are high quality and wanting to see good production of stuff. So with that said, uh, I want to talk about the TV shows that we watch and that we really enjoy and that we think would appeal to other geeks. So I want to kick it over to Daisy first and get her. I know you already talked about loving you some Dexter, um, and I don't blame you. He is clearly a handsome and deranged man. But tell me more about that or tell me about other shows that you watch or why you watch those shows. Um, well, we don't have regular TV, so we watch most of our shows online, or like Dexter, we just finished season two, and we're waiting to get season three in the mail. And I like um, how you say that, like, uh, sorry, I don't I don't want to interrupt too much, but the way that <laughs> I picture it when you say that is that you have, like, some sort of caveman television, it's like... <laughs> You print up the scripts and you hand them oh. to some children that act out the. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. No, but, but I, know, I mean, I know you guys have. You have the Xbox. You have the same TV that I do, right? Mm, do we? I don't know. You have a Samsung, the fifty-inch plasma. It's the same TV. Yeah. It's like the same TV. So I know you have the Xbox oh. hooked up to that, so you can do Netflix streaming. So it's not as if you have like no TV. You right. just don't get. Just, you don't get cable. Don't, right. We don't pay for cable. Television, and which is we probably get a good no, call. we get no like radio signal television either. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, I mean, uh, I tried it; it would not work, so I went to Best Buy and bought the sixty-dollar antenna. And then the Sounders game I was trying to watch was broken every thirty to thirty seconds to one minute. It was like blacked out, and then brought back. I'm like, I'm not going to watch it, so I returned the antenna. So wow, we get no TV, literally. Okay, well that's annoying. So you live in a dead zone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> on the second so, floor of an apartment complex in a suburb of Seattle, which is just bizarre to me, but yeah. Well, it's not annoying because we chose to stop paying for cable because we weren't using it. That's and true. all the shows we were interested in were online or elsewhere free, so... And, and free legally, not stealing them from anywhere. That's really interesting, so. too. So you guys found that you were able to grab all of your entertainment without paying for cable, and you're able to keep up. Sarah, I know you, or Daisy, whoever you are, who are you? <laughs> Jay was calling you Valerie Plame earlier. I don't even know who yeah. that is. No, you do, if that really is your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's interesting to me that you guys have sort of transitioned. You're like post-TiVo, because now you're just, you're on Hulu all the time, right? That's your thing? Yeah, no. Hulu or the, or the uh, network websites or Netflix streaming Right. Yeah, she's pretty much the network websites. Um, I really haven't watched anything except for Netflix streaming because I don't care about anything that's on TV really at all. All right, fair enough. So that kind of took a little diversion, but I think it's interesting that you guys do that, and I think it's it's cool, and I suspect that we will see more movement in that direction over the next few years uh, from our our Uh, subculture. I would totally have agreed with you about a month ago, but... Now that you're into soccer, you don't agree? No, I'm literally thinking about looking into, you know, sports. Cable well, things. what so happens many, when you run out of Dexter that's on DVD and then you want to see the new ones that everyone else is watching? I wait a year. It's fine. I don't care about that. Yeah, I'm, that's how I am with True Blood. Yep. I, that's cool. I mean, you're behind it. everyone. I don't care. See it nine months from now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's funny. I haven't read book five, six, or seven of Harry Potter, and I'm okay oh. with that, so... Uh, yeah, there there's times when I miss having TV and TiVo and being able to watch the shows at the same time as everyone else. But um, most of the people that I 
hang out with now, our conversations don't revolve around what we watched on TV recently. And I don't know, that's just because I, I don't know, I hang out with different people with different interests or something, but it doesn't, um, like, uh, two years ago or three years ago, I probably would have been really sad without TV because I wouldn't be able to discuss the latest episode with all of my friends, but it just isn't, conversations now, for me, don't seem to go that direction these days. So I just don't like the media that I want not to be in my possession, I guess. Yeah, I like well, things yeah. on release day. And let's talk. I don't talk to people. Are you kidding and me? Rev, yeah, you know, <laughs> but Rev, I know that you have some shows that you do watch, and we'll talk about those in a minute. But I know you have some shows that you do watch, and I watch many of the same shows. And I Carly, I just yeah, absolutely. We're all over. The, the, <laughs> I don't even think I get one. Nickelodeon. This is my favorite. <sighs> oh, uh, okay. Well, I, I watch The Office, and I just my friends watch it the the night of the new episode and I watch it the next morning. So really, if anyone is going to discuss it, it's going to be probably when they get home from work the day after they watched the office. And by then I will have caught up and seen the episode because it's online for free. See, I'm unable physically to watch something on my computer that I could watch on my TV. Is anyone else the same way? If I can watch it on TV, I will. I mean like not, not terrestrial signal i mean on my large screen which i paid for if if i could watch it on there i will find the way to watch it on there and not watch it on my pc <laughs> um, so you don't mm-hmm. care daisy no not really well actually watching shows on my computer has come in handy because i'll have when i'm cooking or cleaning the kitchen or something i'll have any kind of my wifey computer duty, you know any yeah uh-huh um i'll have my computer <laughs> Up on the kitchen counter, because I, I can't see the TV from the kitchen. So if I'm going to be in the kitchen cleaning or cooking for an hour, then I'll watch TV shows while I'm in there. And I wouldn't be able to do that on my TV because of the angle of the kitchen and the TV. So, I don't know. I don't miss, I don't, sometimes I miss having cable, but not, it usually doesn't bother me because the shows, most of the shows I'm interested in come online for free. Um, and then other shows like Dexter and Dead Like Me that I've been interested in lately have been on. Like Dead Like Me, I don't is not even on anymore. There's there was just two seasons, I think. Um, but I'm able to watch those on Netflix. Very cool. Do you guys so, ever consider that um, if everyone goes to that model, then they'll stop making television shows? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be because that's, that's of my me. plan. I'm I'm attempting they'll, to. They'll know in the like the documents television. that the important executives have it'll be like the gliers stopped well no i mean yes what, that's, <laughs> what it, that's my goal <laughs> i think what's gonna actually happen is the thing that everybody's been wanting for a while which is an a la carte uh cable system uh, i'm really tired of having to if i want to watch a certain channel that i have to buy 150 channels i don't care about like that's that is kind of really ridiculous stupid. yeah uh, i mean i want to watch uh espn one and two Discovery Channel, uh, History Channel, and that might be it. But I, I have to. Wa- I have to get all these ridiculous channels that I don't care about. Um, none of that interests me. I'm not it, to me for those four or five channels I might watch. That's not worth the amount of money it costs me at this moment in my life. So, uh, if they if the digital distribution method 
causes the, not the networks, but the uh, distributors of media to move to an a la carte uh, method of distributing. I'm all about that, so I don't care. All right. Well, apparently the internet is behind you, so... Well, I think there's a lot of people that are already starting to watch TV online instead of paying for cable. Um, and my only little indication of that is that um, the network sites like ABC.com and Fox.com used to have um, full seasons online. So I, if, if I didn't watch a show for the entire season, I could watch it at the end of the season because they had all the shows. But now ABC only has five episodes at the most of any of their shows. So I have to stay caught up with it if I want to keep watching it online. And it's the same thing with Hulu. All the ABC shows on Hulu now, most of them you can only watch five episodes. They only have five episodes for you to watch. For yeah. Free. But, I mean, in regards, yeah, in regards to the a la carte cable thing, um, I think that they, the networks or the stations, at least, would make their money back easily through the fact that they know the people who are subscribing to their stations are a more easily defined market segment. And so through advertising, they're going to be more effective in their advertising. I mean, I think that alone will give them more mm. return on well, investment it's, than they have otherwise. It's about volume, I think. And if they all of the money flow to the good shows, then they won't be able to... <laughs> Uh, get all the other so money that they the get for all shows. the crappy yeah. shows. Well, and, and the other thing you have to look at, shows. the other thing you have to look at is that these channels, a bunch of these channels, may be owned by the same company. So I'd let them spread the risk around. Well, they're kind of they're kind of <laughs> operating from a position of power by saying, "Well, if you want this channel, you got to get it with this channel and this channel." Well, yeah, but the shows aren't distributing on multiple channels by and large, unless it's syndication, which doesn't happen that much for new shows. True. Mm-hmm. So back to the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> <laughs> which is awesome. I'm, again, fine with tangents, especially when they're geeky, and that was great. So the TV shows that you watch, Daisy, you've mentioned Dexter. Now you've also mentioned The Office as one of the ones you watch. What else is on your list of stuff that you just you got to see each week? And uh, That's... Hard to answer right now since everything is just now starting this week. <laughs> but for know. you, How I Met Your Mother, right? And uh, How I Met Your Mother, which oh, there's a good example. I cannot watch How I Met Your Mother online. So you have to steal so it. I have to wait. Or I, mean, I have wait. to wait. Yes, no, you have to wait. That's right. <laughs> until it comes out on DVD. Um, I do like that show, though, in The Office. And Dead Like Me, which is only was ended in 2004 <laughs> so I guess that doesn't count but I just started watching it <laughs> hooray for Netflix yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, I, don't, I don't know if I watch any other oh my gosh I don't know if I watch any other TV shows so when you think about your TV shows is there any common like common characteristic or common trait between those TV shows that draws you to them or makes, makes them stand out to you not at all. I just like having the noise on in the background, so I will watch anything pretty much. <laughs> Look at my Netflix instant play queue, and you will see that anything Netflix recommends, I will watch it at one time or another. Fair enough. <laughs> I have just invented a new segment of the show. What's on we will talk Sarah's about it afterwards. Playlist. It has to do with Daisy. Sarah reviewing a terrible movie every yeah. week. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I watch at least one terrible movie every week. You one watched a night. horrible movie last night. Sex Drive. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. I'm sorry, what was it? What movie Sex was it? Sex Drive. Oh, I just went to your page and I saw that return <laughs> sex drive. I'm like, I wonder if I should bring that up. I, I walked in. I literally walked into the living room and there's just a set of boobs on the screen. I'm like, what are you watching? That's pretty <laughs> like, much the whole movie. And, and then she said sex drive. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it took a while, but I think I figured it out that it was a indie film on Netflix streaming and that there were lots of breasts and man bits in it so wow i went back to my computer at that point of course <laughs> yeah i don't i don't on it i don't think it was an indie movie though because i no, remember I'm, when it was, pretty sure it was a big hollywood comedy right really I, yeah, well was. there was no not in really it, any actors in it seth green was in it but yeah there, there wasn't any big names in it and i don't recognize the writer or director um but i don't think it was an indie film because i remember when it was advertised when it was coming out and it looked funny and actually the reason i had it on my queue was because for some reason i thought it was a judd apatow movie i don't know why i thought that but that's why i had it on there in the first place (laughs) well weren't you disappointed yes and the other thing too is even if i know it's a horrible movie i don't turn it off i watch the whole she does i can't (laughs) that's crazy i can't handle it i'll walk in and she'll be like this is horrible. I'm like, we'll turn it off. No, I'm just going to watch it. <laughs> I'm like 60% through. I yeah. might as well just stick it I out. Mean. Okay, well, let's kick it over to Rev. Sir, what are your TV shows? What What do you do on the weekly? Um, The only television show that I care about is Lost. What? I don't watch anything else. Still? I'll watch Bones with Jen, but... No, wait, Lost? Wait, shut up. Wait, really? Yeah. There's a lot of people who are still really into Lost. Lost is excellent. Still? I still watch it, but I'm not as excited. It's way better than it used to be. Come on, Rev, 2001. Uh, I think it is getting better the last season. I'm not going to... Season 5 was craziness. It blew my I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with you, uh, Rev, because I haven't watched it in like two seasons. But I am going to point out the fact that when I was watching it a couple of seasons ago, it felt like the writers had no idea what they were doing or where they were going, and See, that drove me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I, I am sorry for you. No, and that's fine. <laughs> wow. I'm glad it's gotten better uh, and that you enjoy it. I just... I don't care about those kinds of things. I like the show. Oh, see, that drives me completely insane. I hate that so much. Rev, come on. Season 3 was where they lost it. Season 4 was ridiculous and stupid, and I'm having a hard time believing Season 5 was anything better. I did not watch a single episode of Season 5. I didn't give a damn, but I This is why I don't discuss this with you. Because (laughs) I didn't like what you liked? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Rewind about five or six years. years. We started using Netflix, and we had both, like, gone on there and rated a ton of movies. And I was like, oh, hey, this is – they have this cool thing where they rate you and your friends how much they like the stuff you like. You and I 
have a rating of less than 10 percent that's true it's true <laughs> i'm so, on netflix right now it's totally true i was just going there too to see so i don't i mean i know i guess it's better now i think sarah's rating your stuff so <laughs> most oh, yeah. of it is me yeah <laughs> but uh it hey, was but really bad in the past. so so you have the, your stuff you like and i have the stuff i like and We'd... But we liked the same thing for three seasons, and then you still liked it. Doesn't that mean something? I don't know. The no. show's really, really smart. It's extremely smart, especially Even season four. Five. Come on, tell me season. Tell me season. I don't. Smart. I don't know the seasons apart. Uh, to be honest, I do not cop know. Out. Cop I'm not, out. I'm not copying out. I don't. I don't remember those kinds of things. Well, they looking at your ratings, <laughs> you gave Twelve Monkeys five stars. Agreed. Uh, 20 Great. days later we're going to go through my rating three and a half stars <laughs> 304 and, and a half actually, I agree and the right. abyss four stars agreed like what is wrong he gave you know what? five stars which one of you jerks hated the love bug <laughs> uh, not me <laughs> John you gave the aristocrats four and a half that stars was not me. that was not me oh. <laughs> all right well, let's let's try to move no, wait, on. Wait, no, wait. Dave, Actually, no. Jen gave it five. Stars. Hold on, one more skeleton. I gotta find a good one. Uh, Constantine, only three. Shame on I, you. I did not. No, no, no. You're looking at something else. You're not looking at because uh, Aristocats got five, and Constantine. I know I gave at Dude, least your ratings. Constantine, the three stars. No, Shame. I have it five stars. What? Oh, I'm not even kidding. You're looking at the wrong oh, thing. Okay, there we go. You're looking Five. at the general, like everyone's stars. Okay. Well, I bumped it in case it was made. I'll use Netflix. I guess. <laughs> wow, you love. Wow, you're a weird man. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, you are so okay. I think you should make your profile public so everyone listening to this can look at the movies you love and laugh. What else? <laughs> Dude, you give five stars like it's effing candy. Contact? <laughs> five stars for contact? It's, it's no, no, no. I use, I use the Netflix stars as they're intended. If you hover over the stars, there is, Thank you. There is a Thank certain you. thing on five I stars. It. I loved it. it. You Loving it does not mean I would give it over 90%. Loving it could be a 60% movie if I reviewed it. Oh this is an entirely God. different podcast. I'm not getting into it. I'm no, not okay. getting into it. One last thing. One last mockery if I'm not going to have it. <laughs> Garden State five stars. I don't even know you. I don't even know. How do you not like Garden State? <laughs> I've known you for five or six years. I don't even know you anymore. That's a good movie. No, it's not. It really is. I challenge you to watch it again when your head isn't up your ass. Because my- <laughs> I saw it for the first time, my head was completely up my ass, and I loved it. Okay, it's not a good film at all. All right, I'm gonna try it. Oh. I'll let you know. We'll give. I'll hit you up on the next next week's podcast. We'll talk about it. Do it. So let's get back to Rev and the TV, <laughs> the TV shows that you watch. <laughs> Oh uh, man! There are another. There are no other TV shows that I regularly watch um, anymore. 
we kind of, I kind of go through phases where I'll watch a lot of TV and then I won't watch any. And usually when I watch a lot of TV, it's via DVDs. Right. The only show I watch on a weekly basis is, is Lost. I was, uh, I, I am, I guess still, when it comes back on, I guess I'll still watch it, is um, The Big Bang Theory, which right. I think everyone should try out. It's, it's a fun half hour uh, not mockery, but celebration of geekiness, I would say. You gave the land before time five oh stars? That was Jen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to remove that. I'm just going to bleep it. Like, bleep, 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 bleep. Oh. Land before time, bleep. <laughs> I, have, I have to say, I probably have like 800 stars, so I'm not going back through to find the like 5% Jen. <laughs> no. Just so that I can get some kind of like acceptance from you, Jay. It is kind of ridiculous that you gave the land before time five stars, but wives do ridiculous things. So let's let's. Final statement. Final statement. I promise. Oh, this is like your fifth final statement. Okay, do you want me to go to yours? Wait, wait. wait. Shall I tip for tat this? You can. No, it's fine. Mine is all legit. Listen. Uh, And crappy. Sure. What? This is my final statement. You gave. The Land Before Time, the same level of like approval as you, you gave. I didn't rate that. Wait, as you gave Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Interview with the Vampire, okay. and Lord of the Rings, every single Lord of the Rings, all in the same rating. Oh my use, god! Use Netflix like Metacritic. It's not <laughs> not yeah. how it works. Sorry, Lord it's not how it works. The Lamb of Our Time. <laughs> All right. This is, while this is the best conversation in the history of recorded <laughs> speech. <laughs> also, Aladdin, five stars. <laughs> well, Aladdin is fully deserving of five stars, and anyone that wants to mess with Aladdin, I will throw down. And Airplane. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Five stars. <laughs> Hey, Rev, uh, have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> Except for you, no. <laughs> oh, what about Andy? Come on. Oh, Andy. All right, so, moving on. Uh, I'm going to talk about what I like to watch on TV. <laughs> Whew, lordy. I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bones. I picked that up from Rev, your wife, actually, and I'm a big fan of that show. I'm also a huge fan of Fringe. I don't know why nobody's talking about Fringe. I like Fringe, but I... I don't. I just don't follow it. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's definitely a successor, in my opinion. It's a it's a really reasonable successor to the X Files. Um, it's a little more sci-fi and it's a little more kind of over the top. Like not over the top in the sense that it doesn't take itself seriously. I feel that it really does, which I respect in a sci-fi show. But it's over the top in the sense that it doesn't offer restrictions on the kind of outrageous story that it's willing to tell. Where X Files, like. You know, the episodes like the Chupacabra episode or the Talking Tattoo episode, they had a little ambiguity if you, you know, at the end of the episode, it's like, was the tattoo really talking or was the guy just crazy? Um, Fringe is just all out there. There's no question about it. Like, you know what's going on. You know it's a sci-fi scenario, and I really enjoy it. I think it's really cool. So Fringe Bones. What else do I watch, though? I mean, The Office is definitely on there every week. Obviously, you got to mix it up with a little So You Think You Can Dance, which is back for the winter. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> See, I cannot, I cannot watch those. I know you guys watch them, and I, I withhold my judgment, but dear God, 
the reality competition, I want to claw my eyes out and just <laughs> kill everyone in the room. I can't handle any of it. The dancing, the singing, none of it. My That's life tremendous. Has been significantly better since I've stopped watching any reality show. That like I did like. I will say I did like American Idol a couple seasons because I just like to watch people sing. That's, right. I mean, yeah, it's nice. I just like watching people sing because there's something about singing which is really personal. But uh, beyond that, I, I don't really care about a single reality show. Yeah, so, I mean, I've got those. I've also got Leverage, which I started watching recently and which, unfortunately, just went off the air for their break. But that's a great show on TNT. And Warehouse 13, which is great. Um, it, that's one where it's a sci-fi show. It's on sci-fi, but it doesn't take itself seriously. So it's a little bit goofy, but it seems like even though that, well, you know, that may, that may not be entirely accurate. It's funny. They are deliberately a little bit funny with the characters and the way they're written, but it seems like they take the sci-fi seriously, which I respect. Um, and that's a sci-fi channel original. Other sci-fi channel originals, Eureka, I don't watch that, but I know Kevin does. He mentioned it last week. And, of course, Battlestar Galactica, which was phenomenal, at least for the first two seasons, which is what I've watched, and I need to watch the, the other seasons uh, and get that finished off. But um, well, the thing... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Sarah's... Uh, sorry, Daisy's dad uh, watches, <laughs> watches Eureka, and uh, when we were there visiting, there was an episode on where I watched it. I loved it. I thought it was great. But uh, bottom line is it's not on Netflix in sync which for any kind of middling geeky uh, show that you can buy the discs for, if it's not it needs, on, yeah, it, it has to be. to be. Like literally they could get a huge bump in their, their viewers if they would do that because I'm not going to rent it. I'm not. But I really enjoyed the episode I watched, so it's a little bit of a downer. Yeah, well, I, I, I watched the first episode. I didn't really like it. No. But- I watched like a second season halfway through episode, and I thought it was great. So yeah. I guess that just maybe the beginning. I, maybe the beginning just didn't yeah. go with me. I know it's been on for a while though. It's on. Is it on its second season, third season? Third, I think. Sarah, uh, it's on. It's, it's on its third. Uh, it's three point five. That's right. Three season three point five. What is with the point five? Is that a five? How do you say it uh, again? A C C P. <laughs> this is not a syphilis thing. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a sci-fi thing or not, but yeah, the only other uh, show I've seen that on is Battlestar Galactica. I don't know. Yeah, and it was extremely obnoxious on Battlestar Galactica. For some reason, Kim has decided to watch The Office while sitting right next to me, and now she's trying very hard not to laugh while I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> And she's dancing to the office theme. And I don't think she can hear me, which yes. is even better. Yeah, definitely dancing. Okay, anyway. Um, I, for me, the, the common point, she's still dancing. <laughs> for me, the common point uh, between all these shows, you know, it comes down to how well the show is written. And that's huge. If, if it feels like the, the story is dragging or if it feels like the dialogue between the characters is not flowing well or isn't interesting or engaging... I don't really enjoy the shows. And then the other thing that I've realized from watching Doctor Who is that I will forgive a lot of sins for a good story or for a show that is like a sci-fi show that's right up my alley or and is smart or for characters that I love. And Doctor Who, the sins that they commit, um, very, very bad production values. Like It looks like they did not spend any money on these episodes and... 
Are you on I the second even... season yet? No, not yet. The production value does get better. That's good. I mean, but I don't even care. Like the I, I'm in it for the stories, and the stories are there, and the characters are solid, and I enjoy them. So I'm fine. Like if it stays at this level, I will continue to watch it. But I might be in the minority for that. I don't think they're going to get droves of followers by doing that. Um, then again, it's on BBC, and I've seen a lot of BBC shows that feel like Doctor Who season one. One of them is MI5, which is a fun show. It's on Netflix streaming. And it's all about British like internal secret service, and it's essentially the British FBI and how these units function. But it's uh, it's a drama, and it has those low production values that you see in Doctor Who, and it was on for like seven years on the BBC. So um, who knows? But for me, uh, that's that's huge is characterization and writing and dialogue and all that stuff. If if that stuff's there, I'll put up with a lot. And I think that's what really gets me about TV shows these days like i remember the a team i mean name any what are some of the crazy shows from our childhood a team that's one of them <laughs> we were just we were just humming the theme to that in a raid the other night right yeah uh macgyver macgyver night rider oh night rider magnum pi oh man these were bad shows they were bad the writing yeah, but they was... were the first the writing was, like, droll and irritating. They were, like, the first, like, action-y... Because they, they had the action-y stuff, but it wasn't as action-y. I guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know where I was going with all that. What I, what I do know is that this is the best time to be a fan of television. And I'm very excited about what I have up. So we're going to link... A bunch of shows in the show notes that we really like and that we really enjoy. And what we want you guys to do is pick one and watch it and then give us some feedback on whether or not you like it, what you think about it, and um, why we're retarded if we're retarded or why we're awesome if we're awesome. Um, Jay, I didn't get your shows, but I assume they're pretty much the same as Daisy's, but without all the crappy movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know you guys I, were into True Blood season one and then you moved on to Dexter. Well, the only reason we moved on is because season two isn't on any kind of Right, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yet, so. absolutely. It's not there yet. Basically, for me, it's uh, you can watch it on on demand, and we have a we have a couple friends who have that service, so we were gonna go over there and watch it with them. So that's kind of the plan, but we're not caught up. I definitely love True Blood. I think it's great. Um, True Blood, Dexter. Yeah, I think it's about all I all I watched there. Watched a lot more. So. All right. Fair enough. Well, let's do. Let's do move on to the last, the second to last topic of conversation. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> I'm going to jump in there with this one, and I mentioned this at the top of the show. We talked about, Jay actually brought up the fact that there are a lot of good games coming out in the next two months, and that if you haven't been a good geek and you haven't been saving up some money, you're going to not be able to pay rent. But Pretty much. As he was talking about that, Daisy assembled a list of these games. Daisy, do you want to read off your list? or I do. I do, because I think my games are the best out of this whole list. So my seven are Scooby-Doo First Frights, Where's Waldo, The Fantastic Journey, The Price is Right 2010 Edition, oh. Spyforce, <laughs> Just-in-Time Translation, Women's Murder Club, Games of Passion, and TMNT Smash Up, which yes. I might buy wh- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one. What did I say? I said, what does TMNT stand yeah. for? And then what yeah. happened? 
I almost got attacked. That's what happened. <laughs> yes. By your indignation, like, came over the internet and... <laughs> I'd watch okay. your back. <laughs> so let's move on to the man lists, which are <laughs> obviously the better lists. Yeah, Honestly, whatever. just in time translation, I don't even know what that is. It's it's a uh, language learning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like how do I how do I say I need to use the bathroom in Japanese? <laughs> Quickly. And it has like the letters. <laughs> This kanji is useless. Because there's not enough space for, like, it to talk to you. <laughs> Just say it like this. Who wants to run down their list first, Rev or Jay? Oh, me, because I'm first. You are first, actually. So go ahead. <laughs> Brutal Legend, Adventure Music Game, Hackslash, Borderlands, which I know is a Jay title as well, <laughs> uh, Shooter, Cell Shaded, Future post-apocalyptic. No, no, wait. Oh. wait put put that correctly. Ready? Self-shaded, post-apocalyptic, RPG elements shooter. Like, oh my god, the holy yeah. grail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call of Duty 2, or Call, yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, I guess. Um, I'm sure I'll pick that up eventually. Dragon Age, solid RPG, single player, Bioware. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Left for Dead 2. Hopefully, okay, hopefully we can get I, Teletubbies in that one as well. We need to address this. Oh no. Jay, <laughs> why do people buy Hondas? Because you can drive them for 200,000 miles without having to do any major service to them. That is a Bioware game. I, <laughs> I don't get the parallel. <laughs> you want to try and explain it so you can look stupid, or do you want me to try and imagine it? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Bioware has developed for themselves a reputation as a brand that releases games of exceptional quality. (laughs) (laughs) Such a jerk. (laughs) Sorry, what? Oh, you're the worst. Okay, moving on. I get what you're saying. I love (laughs) Bioware to the core. I love them. They're great. I have... I have. I'm playing Mass Effect right now. It's fantastic. I have Nice Little Republic installed on my computer thanks to PAX and the free CD key. Uh, I love Bioware a lot, but honestly, when I uh, last year at PAX, I saw Dragon Age being played. The line was ridiculous this year. I didn't watch it, but I was just kind of like, "Huh, it looks like Oblivion." <laughs> I played Oblivion. Um, not interested. And like, they haven't done anything to sell me on it since then. So why should I care? Right? I mean, right. the, the point of this segment is that there are enough games in the next three months to drown a man. Or a... a <laughs> Daisy. Like, I can physically suffocate on the amount of good games coming out in the next four weeks. Why should I force myself to care about a game that they haven't pushed at me? That's a good point. That's all so I'm let's saying. So let's, let's kick it back to Rev, who was saying Left 4 Dead 2 with Teletubbies. <clears throat> oh, well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yes. <laughs> Uh, then I have some other stuff, but it's, like, next year. So I won't mention it. Alright, so Jay, why don't you take it away, then, your list of games that people must buy in the next two months. Uh, well, first of all, if you haven't bought them yet, and this is, uh, this is definitely, (laughs) I'm guilty of it. (laughs) Coughing by Daisy. You have to buy Coughing by Daisy. (laughs) Coughing by Daisy. I love how she tries to (laughs) apologize while she's doing it. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Awful <laughs> Guide Daisy, best game uh, ever. Um, I'm calling I can still hear her, but now Are I can hear okay? her through your microphone. Oh, keep talking. I'll get online. <laughs> All right, you call them. I'll keep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Borderlands. I, I don't know when the release is on that. So, but I totally agree. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, t- War- Ugh, Modern Warfare 2, without a doubt. Left 4 Dead 2, without a doubt. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2, wet. Um, and wet is out. Yeah, I know it's out, but I don't have it yet. Ah. <laughs> I know, I'm full of fail. That and I'm, uh, also... I'm actually pretty excited about wet. Batman Arkham Asylum. Both of those look like I need to own them right away. But uh, you know me, I generally, when a new 360 title comes out, me and Benson... Like loaded up at four o'clock in the afternoon on a weekday and just go nuts until midnight, and I think that's what's gonna be. So, oh yeah, Borderlands October twentieth. I'm really excited. Gonna play the crap out of that thing. I didn't have a chance to play it at PAX, but I watched it and I was like, ah, my god, have to play. You're gonna play it into the ground. Yeah, you guys will be like, where are you? It's raid time, and I'll be like, oh, oh, be right there. I'm in the Borderlands. I am in the Borderlands. <laughs> like Borderlands is in a zone in WoW. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Well, let's move on to the last topic. I, I feel like we're doing our audience a, probably a favor by just using letting that speak for itself, that little section that we have there. Mm-hmm. And guys, seriously check out these games. They're going to be awesome. I don't know if any of them are coming out for the PS3, but they're definitely going to be on the Xbox 360, so check them out. By the way, thanks again to last week's guest, Zach, and hopefully you'll actually get to play one of these games eventually. All right. <laughs> I will have to say that I'm going through the release dates, and most of these, the PS3 is like two weeks after the PC and Xbox. And who oh. wants to play it anyways? Oh. On the PS3. The controller's horrible. It hurts my fingers. Oh, Zach, I love you. <laughs> You're our buddy, dude. Who's Zach, You're our and buddy. why do we care about him? Oh. I'm kidding, Zach. I love you. I don't even know you, but I love you. Well, let's move on then. Everybody, I want you, unless you're Rev and you're full of fail, I want you to grab your iPhone... Are you with me? Do you have it? Oh, I have 3% left. Daisy? Okay, you go first then. All right, ready? These are ready. I only have four non-standard apps on the phone. We're talking about non-standard apps on your front page. On your front page, And go, Rev. Okay, Tweety, best tweet client for the Lies. Facebook, Wow Armory, Mint.com, AP Mobile. which is Associated Press. All right. And let's get... Uh, Jay, give us your list. Uh, non-standard apps on the front page are Echophone, or Echophone, which is the best uh, Twitter False. application. <clears throat> uh, I can't even... Did you say something? Did you say that is your favorite, too? That's good. Okay. And uh, Facebook, even though I don't really use Facebook. Um, WoW Armory, WoW Authenticator, Wikipedia... Ebuddy, which is the only chat client anyone should ever use on the iPhone because it has push, and uh, ESPN Score Center. Which you only use to watch soccer scores. Yep. Yeah, mine is a little bit more like Rev's. I have, uh, well, not more like his, but like his in that I have fewer apps that are not standard apps on my front page. Mm-hmm. Although, I never use the calculator. No, I, that's why I started using it, so I put it back on the front page. And why? I definitely never use the weather, because if I need to know about the weather, I just go outside. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I'll, I have a, um, actually have a lot weird. of non-standard I a, apps, which I pushed off. I have a question to ask. Shoot. Has anybody replaced the bottom icons with anything else? Because I actually put my message, my SMS, and my Tweety 
on there, and I pushed out Safari and whatever the heck else was in there. I, yeah. I did. Yeah. I have my SMS down there. Yeah, me too. I have, and then the other standard stuff. Yeah, mine is phone, mail, SMS, iPod on my bottom row. Oh, okay. So mine is phone, SMS, mail, and Safari. Oh, neat. I have my Safari in my upper right, which I think is perfect. All right. Mine well, let me... is phone, SMS, Sally Spa, and weather. Really? <laughs> you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> mine is star zero pound. No, actually, actually, yours is Sally Spa, Sally Spa, Sally Spa, Sally Spa. <laughs> I don't have All right. that. Well, mine is, I have Echofon, which I think is a great Twitter client. I think it's silly that you guys call it Fawn. Uh, there's no E on the end, so that's how it's pronounced. How it's spelled, but I think it's supposed uh, to be called phone. Well, then they should have put an E on the end. Actually, Moving I missed, on. <laughs> I missed one. I actually had the Wikipedia app on my front page as well. And Yelp. I think you said that. I have Yelp. And have you used it? Like I have. Every like day. A, I found a place to get a haircut. Um, and I have the Wikipedia, I have the WoW Armory, and I have the Google app, which I think is great. Because yeah, I thought that was I, standard. It's not? No, oh. it's not. You that's, installed that at some point. At, like the first day I had it. So that's Probably, I hopefully. Think it's standard. And I also have the WoW Authenticator, but I don't use it anymore, so I don't know why I still have it don't? on. Don't? No. Would you use a well, little Authenticator? Yes. Okay. It is much faster to get to, and it has fewer uh, numbers, which is cool. It only has six instead of eight. Really? Yeah. Oh, I need one of those. I like it. you have a spare? No. Yeah, you have a spare, right? Uh, I think I'm going to use it. Definitely like $7. What do you mean? You're going to use two? I only have one. Oh. How, you've been to two Blizzcons. <laughs> How do you only have one? They didn't give them out the first year. The second year, I got a yes, hook up, and I did it. No, they didn't. I went. They did. No, not. they did not. They didn't have them the first. The first oh. year I went, they didn't. Have they didn't. Um, okay. Well, that's our app. Since Daisy, you don't have an iPhone, so because I'm sure everyone wanted to know. You're, but I wanted to know your guys. So <laughs> right, and I wanted. Well, Jay wanted us to all know each other. What is happening? Miles down. Oh, you're dying again. All right, let's wrap this up so I can go. Okay, you need to do dead. something. You need to like rub some balm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll rub some bombs. Gross. All right. Yeah. All right. There Great. You go. Thank you guys for joining me on this week's episode of Borked. And thank you guys for joining all of us on this week's episode of Borked. You can email us at we at BorkedProductions.com. You can find us on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash BorkedCast. You can find me at twitter.com slash cdeagle. You can find Rev at twitter.com slash revoked. Jay is twitter.com slash Tessin. And DaisyCore is the same slash DaisyCOR3. That's the lovely Sarah. I think that's all the contact information we've got for you this week. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode of Borked. Does anyone have any closing thoughts or closing arguments or... Would you like to change I, a plea? I just ordered, I ordered all of the games that are coming out, and I think I'm going to be able to find a game for every week. Excellent. Really? Well That's, done. That is actually pretty impressive. When I, see um, the, when I see the title wet, I just think like wet burrito. Well, that's kind of gross. I think of sexy time. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Jay, get the bomb. I feel like we'll it's supposed to be a sexy video game because of the title. Well, if you look at it, she is kind of hot. 
Mm, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have a final note too here on my side. Is uh, I, I did get a shout out on Twitter from uh, Big Zach on Twitter. He follows the podcast and all of us, and he said that he was loving the new Wilco album, and he appreciated the recommendation, and his suggestion was to do more music reviews. So uh, I think Jay's weekly review will be coming back next week with a review on a new album uh, for Big Zach. For no one else. So that just yeah. shows how open that we all are to responding to your guys' feedback. If you shoot us something, we'll uh, try and do our best to respond. And in fact, that's Big Zach, the same Zach Graham who was on the show last week. That is the same Zach? Indeed. Get out of town, No, I'm Big not Zach. even kidding you. But you wouldn't know that because the RSS feed hasn't been updated yet. So well, who knows? Well, it was our updated. Who knows? <laughs> you guys are full of fail. That's all I have to say. So Big Zach, I'm, I'm going to do a music shout-out for you, bro. That's all I gotta say. We're gonna find something for you, dude. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll keep it's you going. Be great. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you very much again for joining us, and it's been great. We will talk to you next week. Until then, stay nerdy. <laughs>